feeling the pressure put I'm in control Learning the business I'm putting the work and I'm ready to go And if you're scared Don't be Just listen to Tony What's going on guys? Welcome into episode number 40 of the Ask Tony Show. Thank you so much for being here once again. Another awesome guest, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited about today's topic because it's one that, honestly, I have not covered on my show, I think, at all. But it's one that I'm heavily involved in. And this guy that uh, you're all going to meet today, I've had a lot of conversations about different topics with him. I was just having a conversation with him about the filibuster last night. And so um, he's a great dude. He's extremely educated. He's uh, an activist. He loves politics. And he's from my Hispanic community. So I'm so honored that he decided to be on my show. Spencer Barrera from El Salvador. Thank you so much for being here, my brother. Thank you so much. And it's a pleasure for me to be here as well. I'm honored to be a guest on your show, you know, and just give a little bit of a, my personal experience and my knowledge to everyone that wants to know a little bit more or why am I involved in politics and how they can make change in their own homes and their own communities. You know? so I'm excited yeah, as well. A hundred percent. And one of, one of the things that uh, I really gravitated towards uh, to bring Spencer onto the show is that, you know, in today's kind of political landscape, there's a lot of people that kind of shy away from that conversation because it's just so loaded with emotions. But I noticed that, you know, you are very outspoken and you are very, you know, you're very involved and you have very strong opinions and you voice those opinions. And I think that that's important, whatever side of the aisle you're on, because I think that, you know, there's so many people out there, especially young people that are just sick of politics, right? We've, you know, whether with the whole Trump thing, or if you're a little bit older with Obama, Bush, like there's, there's so many people that kind of feel like it's a bad thing. You shouldn't talk about that, but it is, in my opinion, one of, if not the most important topics that actually affects our lives in the day to day. So talk to us a little bit about kind of how you got started, where you kind of started to to pique your interest and how you kind of started the process of really learning the issues so that you can now uh, be a voice for your community. Uh, thank you so much for the space, you know, and uh, I feel like initially, uh, I think it's actually a taboo that the same establishment, you know, has created for us. Because for instance, you know, you always hear, for example, oh, never talk about politics on your first date, you know, never talk about politics with your family. Uh, so those quotes, you know, or those things just create some sort of a shadow over those topics. And at the end of the day, you know, politics are involved in every aspect of our lives. So it goes from your workplace to your home, to your community, to those ones that are near you, maybe not even the ones that are near you, but your um, co-patriots, you know, from any coming way of life. And uh, I think that for me is not hard because I have decided to make that a, a priority in my life, you know, uh, always to voice what I feel, uh, the way that I think, uh, the way or amplify those voices of those people that their voices might be ignored 
or withheld for X or Y reason, you know? And, and I have that privilege, you know? I feel like I imagine we come from a background, as you mentioned, you know, I'm from the Hispanic community and, and a little bit of my background and where I'm from, I'm from El Salvador. I moved to the United States six years ago. And in my youth, you know, we don't necessarily in the Latin community, you know, on the Hispanic community, we are not necessarily that involved in politics. We maybe just like kind of like go by ear of what our parents teach us. And, and I mean, I feel like that's something that I grew up with after I served my mission. And once I came here, you know, I started to see a little bit more of the true side of politics. And I feel like that's the reason why people, it's just easier to quote unquote disconnect from politics, you know, or avoid that topic yeah. because that's the easiest yeah. thing, you know, but. No, yeah, a hundred percent. I, I completely agree. And again, it's kind of, you said it, right. It, it, it is part of our everyday life and it dictates the way we do things, the things we have access to, you know, the freedoms we have, or we don't have. And so I think that right now we're in a very dangerous place where there's a stigma on both sides on, on one side, there's like you mentioned, you shouldn't even talk about it, right? Because if you if you bring up the topic, there's going to be problems and you're going to fight and nobody nobody wants that. So don't even talk about it. But if we do that, then we don't get educated. We don't have meaningful conversations and we just leave the people in power in my, here's, here's kind of how I see it. If the people don't engage in the process because there's this stigma that it's a bad thing or that it's just going to bring you drama in your life then in my opinion, that gives the people up top just total liberty to do whatever they want because the people, the actual people don't want to engage. But then you have the other side, which is, for example, people like you that are very vocal, that, you know, voice their opinions. And actually, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, the stigma kind of is you can't talk to those people because they're going to freak out and they're not going to listen and they're just going to like get mad at you and they're going to offend you. But one of the things that I really admire about you is that you're 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 willing to have the conversation yeah. right in a respectful way uh like i said just yesterday we were talking about the filibuster we kind of disagree a little bit on that point but you know that's okay yeah so the point is to get to a place where you can have the conversation where both sides feel that they're not going to be attacked for their beliefs and the fact that you know, we might disagree on a topic. It doesn't make you evil. It doesn't make me evil. It's just a difference of opinion where we can, we can learn from each other. So I guess the specific question that I wanted to ask you is have you faced kind of, you know, hate on social media, hurtful comments from you being so vocal about your beliefs? And if so, how do you handle that? A great question. And I feel that I'm actually blessed on that matter, you know, because I, the opinions that I voice, and I've always been kind of like selective, I would say on social media, uh, all my accounts are, are private, just because I don't feel the necessity, you know, to make them public. Um, right. And maybe because I, I'm kind of a little private on the when it comes to like my family. And that yeah. is initially why I had social media, you know, or I created social media. But thankfully, I have never come up with uh, any indeed like hate speech whatsoever. I've always received feedback, you know, or different points of view from different friends or acquaintances. And mm -hmm. for me, the most important thing, Tony, is not, we can disagree on solutions, 
you know, and that's totally fine. And I feel like the there's two parties for that reason, you know, and mm -hmm. the, my solutions could be good for a certain targeted, a specific group of people. And maybe yours would have maybe a different approach or it's going to take a little longer or it's going to be faster, et cetera. So those are the things that we can create on dialogue and an argument to see what are the best solutions, you know. But when it comes mm -hmm. to uh, things that are inherently evil or maybe not evil, but what is the word that I'm trying to find? Um, ethical, when it comes mm -hmm. to uh, anything related to civil rights or human rights, uh, I think that the conversation on, on those specific topics, you know, there's no necessity on disagreeing, you know. Uh, I think in both sides of the aisle, we agree that we want to just do better, you know, there are things that we need to change. And right. that's, I think, the, one of the most important things when it comes to like disagreements, you know, we can disagree on solutions, but we cannot disagree on someone else's uh, pain, you know, or uh, struggles, you know, that, that's something I love that, that. That, that, that. Yeah, no, and, and I think that that is absolutely key. And, and, and that's kind of a, a fundamental principle of debate. Mm -hmm. it, it, you can't have a debate if you on the foundation, no question of the debate. Otherwise, you're just mm -hmm. talking about different things. So mm -hmm. we can disagree on how to get from A to B, exactly. but we have to agree that, that the journey from A to B is necessary and has to happen. Yeah. And so um, I agree with that 100%. And so, you know, as kind of mentioning that a lot of, a lot of young people are maybe afraid to, to voice their opinion or they're told not to, or they're just completely, you know, sick of politics. What keeps you interested when, you know, just yesterday, you know, you were, you were, you were telling me that it's, it's this, it's this game and it just seems like there's so many things wrong with it. And it's such a broken system. And, you know, on, in many cases, I feel, I feel the exact same way. I know a lot of people yeah. feel that way. So what keeps you in it versus taking the approach that a lot of other people take of just saying, you know what, screw this. I don't need this in my life. I don't even care. It doesn't matter. And they just kind of go on with <laughs> with, with their day to day and they just forget. Yeah, about it. I mean, I, I feel like that's a decision that is personal, you know. And I know, I know, like every way of people as well, you know. They they mention me, you know. We have talked about it with other friends and sometimes even colleagues, you know, from work or my partner, etc. Sometimes people don't get like completely involved in something because it might not. Some politics are depressing. They're in, like infuriating sometimes, you know, there's a lot of emotion involved into things. There's a lot of frustration, you know, when a bill is not passed, when you see that your fellow uh, co-patriots, you know, for example, people from El Salvador immigrating to the United States, uh, families being separated, kid, kids keeping cages, etc. So those are the things that, for instance, decourage, like it, it can either encourage you or decourage you of not taking a step forward and continue to push that agenda you know and for me yeah. i think that i am in such privileged position you know and i might not even have too much you know but i'm in a privileged position where i have a home i have a roof over my head you know i don't have to be worrying about my uh, a status here in the United States at the moment, you know, so uh, those are the things that I 
keep in my mind and that helped me continue to even if it's discomfort that I feel, you know, or it's frustration or it's discouragement that I feel because nothing, quote unquote, is changing. Imagine how the people that are actually going through those struggles are feeling, you know. So if we don't, yeah, if we're not willing to just at least, you know, express ourselves and push that agenda, then I don't know what we're really doing. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's absolutely true. And, and that kind of goes back to the fear that I have is that if, if the majority of the population just doesn't even care or gets to the point where they're sick of it and they're like, eh, whatever, it's yeah. broken anyway, then it's never going to get yeah. fixed, right? Because the, the way to fix it is for people to actually get out there and, you know, spread their message and actually start to yeah. change things. And so, but one of, one of, I think the main challenges when it comes to talking about politics is actually getting the right information. And so something that I have struggled with is, you know, all, for example, th there'll be a piece of news, whatever, whatever event mm -hmm. happened. Right. And I'll purposely, I'll watch different networks. So for example, like I'll watch CNN, which is a little bit more left-leaning. I'll watch Fox, which is a little bit more conservative. So I'll, I'll, I'll watch both networks talk about the exact same event and it's completely different. It's night and day. It's like, it's like they're not even talking about the same event. And so because those are kind of the mainstream, uh, you know, media sources that people look to, it seems to me that one of the biggest challenges for a lot of folks is actually learning what are the facts without that kind of, you know, I guess, uh, partisan bias thrown in like a lot of these media outlets uh, do. And so how have you kind of navigated that? Are there certain sources that you prefer to others? And what do you recommend for young people who would like to get educated, but don't want to be brainwashed by the quote unquote, you know, networks opinion and that the, the way that they kind of spin things to make you think in a certain Definitely. way. And I mean, to this point, I've, I have actually done a lot of research about it. You know, I'm going to send you some links also uh, of uh, some articles that are in regards to these topics, you know, how we're going to be able to recognize what, what is actually the point of view that we're taking when it comes to like big corporate media, you know, when it comes to Fox news, uh, CNN, those are big corporations, you know, what they're trying to do is to, and that's another topic that maybe in another time you can cover, you know, is manufacturing consent. They, they own the means of productions and they have the pop. I love that. Let me, let me pause you real quick. You just said, you just said manufacturing consent. I, I understand yeah. what that means. What does that mean? Because that, that phrase you said right there is golden that you nailed it on the head. What does that mean? Manufacturing consent. It's exactly what the media does, you know, like these big corporations, you know, they give you their point of view. Uh, that's why also on news and media it's really important verbiage and tone when it's uh, relaying any type of news you know because this is what creates for, for instance you know if i am a person that loves coffee you know and i want to get the best experience i'm going to go to someone that knows about whatever uh, they have the best interests for you 
but at the end of the day no it's not like that you know they're just pushing an agenda and they're owned by billionaires you know they're going to find a way you know to make you think a certain way and it's just like also social media you know like your phone your uh, facebook instagram etc and i feel like the the thing that you have to do personally you know and i really love uh, one of your videos that you were doing recently uh, that information is not just going to come knock on your door you know you have to do this uh, yourself and for instance when it comes to um, any news that are big you know i prefer for instance uh, i have gotten a lot really into twitter because it's just more like a fast or i would say more updated social media where i can get the news like instantly so i use that tool a lot in real time uh, i also use uh, mm -hmm. for example independent media outlets that are uh, global you know for example associated press uh, democracy now is another uh, company that focus a lot of uh, being not biased on any certain specific topics you know just given the facts and i feel like i you have to do your due diligence you know like uh, uh, there's going to be a new one news and that's what they do you know for instance you see uh, a meme or just a quote on instagram you know maybe the quote itself you know it was taken from a speech and it was taken out of context and now you already have a, a different idea of this political person you know so you don't we don't have to be really prone just to like jump into conclusions and be like oh this is what this person said this is what this person did we we need to know context as well you know and i mean i understand that that's the reason why not many people will be involved into this because they might not have the time to be able to do it right now that is the era of information it will have everything in the palm of all hands you know it it, it just depends how much yeah. uh, you're willing to do you know for those causes and yeah yeah no for sure and i think that one of the main problems is people feel like they automatically feel like they're being they're uh -huh. being lied to which goes back to kind of what you were saying before that these these big outlets uh they're not trying to inform you they're trying to persuade you and it's two very different things one thing is me trying to give you info and the other thing is trying to shape your interpretation of that info maybe leaving out this little bit or like exaggerating this other little bit to make it seem like it happened a certain way when maybe it's not that way. And for me, it's been so interesting to literally see, again, CNN reports one event one way and Fox reports a completely different way. And so I kind of sit there for a second and I'm like, well, what actually yeah. happened? Right? Like what's the actual info? But what you say is, is critical. You know, we either have to find better sources that have, you know, more of the 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 mission to inform versus to persuade or we have to go a little bit deeper we have to question and not just believe headlines you know for example i can't tell you how many times people will tell me hey did you hear about this and they're like i'm like did you read the article and they're like no but the headline said that this and i'm like bro like you didn't even yeah. read the article does that make sense even if so even if the article isn't accurate they didn't even read it so uh, I think that education here plays a tremendous role, but you know, in my opinion, the media is is a yeah, big and and I feel when when it comes to that as well, Tony, uh, because there's so much information, you know, uh, people, it's hard for them to, for instance, you know, I don't know, uh, 
in the first day of inauguration, you know, how many bills were passed? How many things that the Trump administration did were reversed on the Biden administration, you know? And because of there's so many bills that were passed, you know, it's hard for a regular human being, you know, that exactly. So, but for instance, in this case, what I would maybe challenge people to do is you're not able, you're not going to be able to understand on or to have a really strong opinion on all the topics, you know, because there are too many. You know, we we have immigration, we have women's rights, we have. Uh, American imperialism, we have uh, white supremacy right now, we have the police. Uh, There's so many topics, you know. At the end of the day, I would just highly suggest for anyone, you know, that is willing to get involved, just to choose one topic. Choose one topic that you want to be very involved, very vocal about. And it's beautiful to see how all those topics are interconnected. You know, and that's and that's how you're sure. going to be able to maybe create your own opinion or you're going to see oh okay maybe this party is the one that like associates or affiliates closer to home you know because of my standings uh because of my own research Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day you know it's not necessarily a party affiliations at the end of the day i'm going to no matter if the person or if my major or my senator is a republican or democrat or independent I'm going to hold them accountable for what the constituents in my city are and et cetera. You know, like it, it, this is not about party affiliation. I feel like accountability, it's something that is important even more for the people that we care about than the people that we don't care. about. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love that. And actually I did, I did a core four, on Joe Biden, so I so I have a series. It's called it, it's called Core Four. And so basically, what, what I do is I just I just you know I find you know interesting people and I just I study them and I pick out their their four biggest pieces of advice. And so for Joe Biden, it was a lot of that. You know, you have to learn to listen and work with people with whom. And he says, and I quote, even with people with whom I vehemently disagree. And so that's kind of the next point that I want to kind of go into is this, this, this polarization, right? Uh, this constant arguing, this, this, this constant feeling like people on the other side are evil. They're just bad people. And I, and I think that, that you said something that is key. There are bad people. There are people that genuinely have bad intentions that want to hurt others. I completely agree with that 1000%. But I think that, you know, we can't just assume that if I'm a Democrat, that every Republican is evil and vice versa, right? So one of the things that I have admired about you and just observing you in your posts and the way that you communicate and also our own conversations is that, you know, you genuinely come from a good place, right? Like you want things not out of trying to harm anybody, not out of, you know, trying to get something for yourself, but you genuinely have a unique concern and a very legitimate concern, like you said, about issues like, you know, kids in cages, family separation, women's rights. I mean, because you see these issues and you see the people that are suffering because of them and that hurts you. And so, and so it's born from a good place. And so I I think that when we talk about political conversation, if it comes from a, if, if we begin from a good place, I think that we can have a productive conversation. 
But what I feel too often happens is there are people out there that don't come from a good place and they just want to see other people down or they, they, they feel like they, you know, if we talk about things like white supremacy or whatever, they feel like they're, they're superior. So in your opinion, how can we start to kind of come together? We're never going to, in my opinion, ever going to be able to be completely together, but how can we start to come together a little bit as a society so that we can actually have meaningful conversations and not just leave it all up to the however many people are up on Capitol yeah. Hill. And uh, well, I'm gonna just start by saying uh, or covering the last part of the topic that you mentioned. You know, and for mm-hmm. me, there is no a unity with white supremacy. There is no unity with of course, bigotry, of course. You know? Unity cannot star or sure. cannot stand where there's inequality as it contradicts everything that is trying to fulfill. So for, for that part, you know, like if you think, or if you have any thoughts, you know, or superior ideas that you are more privileged than anyone else, you know, or that you're better than anyone else, uh, I'm sorry, but flash news, you know, you're in the wrong. It's yeah. Here's, 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 here's my question though. Do you, do you think that people like that can change? Yeah, they can change. Of course. Because if people can change, then in my opinion, the way to do that is through conversation is through, you know, because I've had those conversations before. And I feel like if, if you can present, you know, the reality of Mm -hmm. equality and because it's real, you know, and just like you said, if somebody, somebody that believes that they're just flat out wrong. But I guess more specifically, my, my, my question is how can we build and create those dialogues instead of just saying, yeah, you white supremacist, I'm never going to talk to you. I hate you. You're a bad person. Done. I'm not even going to talk to you when maybe a conversation that could be productive. And of course, both people have to be willing to engage could actually, Uh, I think that is, it's also in all isn't the intent, Tony, because, for instance, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that you can hold uh, a stand on white supremacies or, or anything whatsoever, you know, when it comes to like religious views, bigotry or misogynism, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you think that men are better than women, you know, whatever you, you think that, I, that that is. I feel like you're already coming with a pre- yeah, yeah, exactly. And you are already predisposed or preset up to something, you know. So, for instance, uh, let's say I, I personally, I'm talking to a white supremacist because of the color of my skin, because of how I look. It, my opinion is not going to be taken in consideration the same way if one white person is having that conversation with white this white supremacist. You know what I mean? And uh, okay when it comes to that point, you know, like it's not necessarily the people that are being marginalized or the ones that are being oppressed, the ones that they have to have those conversations with these people is these people themselves, you know, like, is this actually what I should believe, you know, like, do I actually believe that I am superior to anyone? And what makes me think that, you know, uh, at the end of the day is not that uh, we can't change Tony, the, the way someone like, things you know and and mm-hmm. when it comes to this core issues you know like i can have a disagreement of maybe uh, of 
I like coffee and you like tea or what kind of toppings you like on something, et cetera, you know, or what places you like to visit, what is your favorite movie, et cetera. But when it comes to these core values, you know, that define us as society, as good or bad people, if on these topics we are not able to differentiate what is wrong with us, I mean, I, I, I do believe that people can change, you know, but uh, I agree with you. remember agree with that change comes from within and uh, yeah. there's not going to be, and that's the, that's the thing with these people too, Tony, you know, like it, in this era of information, you know, like uh, you're not going to, you can't tell me that you don't see how uh, people of color are being oppressed, you know, like you don't see the inequality, like those those things are tangible you know what i mean and and it's pretty evident yeah it's i mean you have to try hard or just lie to yourself to say that exactly that's not but and, and that's the thing when it comes to like this unity topic you know and and i mean i kind of like resent it a little bit because there's no unity with this you know it's not like so for instance you cannot have like if for instance if your little brother you know you you were mad at your little brother uh, you might be willing to forgive him, but what if he doesn't want to forgive you? You know what I mean? It's just the pride effect, you know, on that. And uh, I see a lot of, I, I like also a lot of the statistic when it comes to like voting. Uh, I Majority of men, you know, uh, voted for Trump. Majority of women voted for Biden, you know, and unfortunately, like men are more prideful. They're close. Uh, we're closing our ideals, you know, and I mean, I feel like the unity would have to come directly from the people that are in the middle, you know, the people that say, oh, uh, this political game is not for me, you know, or the ones that say like, this is too much. Those are the people that we need the most, you know, because those are the people that are that like that, that are not neither in the sides of the fence, you know, and those ones are the ones that can pull the ropes yeah. to either side of the aisle. You know? I like that. So, so the point basically is if there's someone that is already on the far, one of these extremist people, they're not going to change. It's going to be right? harder. So, <laughs> you know, there's not, there's, right. Like there's, there's not really a yeah. whole lot that we can do there, but where we can start to make up some ground is like you said, with the people in the middle, with the, with the people that maybe are like, eh, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. And I mean, I completely agree with you because the way that I see it is there's, there's two ways to go about this. Number one, you can go to war with the people on the other side. That can happen. Or number two, you can get, you know, enough people, like you said, people in the middle to just, just see the realities to where, you know, a, basically everybody except a very small sliver of, of the population agrees that, you know, agrees that, you know, black lives matter, agrees that, you know, LGBT rights, you know? And then I think the more you do that, then the small sliver of the population kind of becomes like yeah. an anomaly. And they, they, because every, it's, it's, I kind of, I, the, the way that I kind of see this is if you're a bully at school and all of a sudden, you know, you, you're allowed to, to bully a kid. And then all of a sudden the whole lunchroom comes and protects the kid. Now you're probably not going to bully anybody anymore, right? You're probably going to think twice because everybody agrees. The whole lunchroom basically agrees yeah. that that's not okay. So the next time you want to do something like that, you're probably not going to do it because you know that everyone in the, in the lunchroom is going to jump you. So uh, that's kind of the way that I see it, but it does seem like it's a very, it's, it's very tough because it seems like the people that are in the middle are just tired and, and, I, and they're just sick of it. 
and they don't yeah, want to. No, no, I totally agree. And, and I really like what you touched about that example in the lunchroom, you know, because uh, when it comes to those people that are like in the middle, you know, it, there's something that is unheardly wrong. You know, you, you're able to tell this, you know, like us. And th that's the thing when it comes to like the other party, you know, that they say or they call themselves like conservative and they're super religious, you know. It, for me, if you are truly religious, you know, you would be following the examples maybe of Jesus, you know, what did Jesus did in, her, in his life, you know, he, he was basically a communist, you know, he wanted the well-being of everyone, no matter your political or your wealth status, you know, he loved the sick, he loved the poor, uh, but what is it that we have so much resentment uh, to, for instance, like homeless, you know, poor people, people that have uh, mental health issues. Uh, and when it comes yeah. to that, you know, like, what is it that we're actually believing, you know, uh, we're preaching that we are uh, somehow of like a higher human being because we go to church every day or because we pray to God or whatever, you know, but I feel like that becomes null with your actions, you know, like if you are actually pushing yeah. a, 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 and and for when it comes to white supremacists, it's the culture that enables that, Tony. The United States has enabled that white people are not held accountable for what they do. And for instance, you know. Which, which no, I, I agree with you, which is why I always think about the, exactly. the lunchroom example. It, it enables, like the United States enables white supremacy. And that is the reason why people are so upset. Because you can see it, this yeah. act or what happened on January 6th, you know, that, that's a really deep in topic, you know, that yeah, uh, that we need we need to go in. But this this is not something that people should take lightly, you know. This this was an insurrection, you know, a, a, an attempted coup. And you are able to see people that became like or made what what is quote unquote federal crimes they're walking with their family back in a couple of days, you know, and then you see people, well, for instance, you know, I'm not going to compare anything with drugs or anything related like that, but imagine compared to those people, the white supremacists that committed a federal crime, and then you have the people that are immigrating from or looking for asylum, and they're put in a cage without even a, mm -hmm. a set date for their hearing, you know, so... The, the institutions of the United States allow or give that power to white people to do whatever they want. And that's not okay. You know, we have to fight that like forefront, <laughs> I feel like. Sure. No, understood. Understood. And it, it you know, it just kind of makes me think, you know, how, how we can start to kind of, you know, make those things unacceptable as a, as a collective society. And, and uh, I think at the end of the day, that that's, that's the mission. You know how do how do we make it so that at least most people just understand that that yeah. that's not okay you know and we're not we're not going to allow that to happen as citizens and so you know i was actually having a conversation a couple of months ago with one of uh, a, an acquaintance of mine that is is very conservative is very you know i'll just flat out say it he's he's a trumper <laughs> And so we were having a conversation and so some of these topics came up, right? And he said something very interesting. And I guess at the time I kind of had, hadn't seen it that way, 
Um, I know that he's a genuine guy. So I, you know, I, I kind of, even though I disagree with, with a lot of his points, he said something very interesting. And he said, he said, Tony, he's like, I get it. He's like, I understand police brutality. Like I get it. Like I'm not naive. I know that they exist, but those issues don't apply to me. Like I, you know, he has a business and so, you know, he's, he's, he's an entrepreneur. So he's like, he's more, uh, he is religious. So, you know, he's, you know, the issues he's worried about things like, like abortion and like tax rates and, you know, things like that. So he's like, it's not that I'm oblivious to those other issues. It's just that they're not really relevant in my life. So I vote for what directly impacts myself and my family. And so to that, you say what? I say that that is the most selfish way of thinking. Uh, I, if I would be voting for something that it only affects me personally, we would live in such in a worse place that we live in right now, currently, you know? And uh, for instance, that is the problem, Tony. The, it, these things that your friend told you, you know, or your acquaintance told you, that is the exact issue with what we're struggling right now, you know? We need that people that is not affected by these issues to be talking about these issues exactly and, and fight for those issues to not be issues anymore so it is it's just really uh, and it, it's saddening you know to hear but but it's is the reality you know and i appreciate that you share with me that with me because i'm pretty sure that a lot of people feel that way but i would really ask you to retrospect with yourself and see you there's a lot of factors tony that make us privilege in our lives and, and this comes or starts since we were born you know uh, for instance this person uh, could be from here for instance you know let's t uh, let's uh, grab, grab the example yeah he, he uh, is so yeah he's well off he comes you know his he comes from you know a exactly. well-off family. I've known him ever exactly. Since I so was this kid did it, or this person didn't uh, grow up with drugs in his family household, uh, mental health issues, or his parents worrying about what they had to eat if they had a roof over their head. Uh, mm -hmm. He didn't have to worry about going to a school where they have to go through a metal detector to see if any one of the students was having drugs or guns. Uh, he didn't have to worry probably about uh, drinking clean water, uh, worrying about his neighborhood being safe or not, um, his, na his neighbor being shot by the police. Uh, so you already, you know, start ahead of other people for having these privileges, you know. And, well, quote-unquote privileges is also uh, kind of like a touchy word, you know. Because he had... Cause he has yeah. his own struggles, right? Yeah. Like I, I guess the, the point with him is he's like, he has yeah. no context. Like he doesn't know what it feels like. He does. He's like, you know, like, I, I don't know. Like, but yeah, I feel like also, also when, when it and comes to like, that, you know, like people are also hypocritical with the things that they say that they care, you know, cause for instance, for a, for a guy or for a male, Tony, why do you think, I mean, I do have my stand on, uh, on women's rights, and on abortion, for instance, you know, but ours is just an opinion, you know, we don't create life on our own, women do. So who, who should be able to decide what to do is the woman, you know what I mean? I 
that's just how it is you know like that's my if i believe that we all we all have our own free will and that we will all be judged by our decisions this is a decision that they have and it's not a matter of do it or not do it you know because i'm never going to encourage you to do it but i want you to have a safe place if you're going to do it or if you need to do it so you're so your point of view, and 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 the the intent of the show isn't to get too deep into into partisan politics, but the I guess the the your your opinion on that particular topic is, you should have the option to choose, um right, at some level you should have the the option to to make that choice for yourself, and the government shouldn't impede you from making a decision as an adult that. That you feel is yeah, for you. And, and 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 I would just relate or like kind of like tie that together or put it a little bit more strong into uh, at the end of the day, you know, like there is topics that you're going to be feel more inclined to, uh, you know, that you're going to try to fight a little bit harder for. But at the end of the day, everything is interconnected, you know, and that's that's the thing or that's the beauty what I have been able to tied together with all this like couple of years that I've been involved in politics, you know, or that I follow politics uh, and here in the US, you know, and is that you, every time that you're able to get it deeper or just get more information in about one topic, you will be able to see how that is interlaced with another issue and another issue and another issue. And at the end of the day, uh, right. Once you're able to see the human side of things, uh, you're able to create your own idea, you know, of who you want to be or what you want to become, what you want to stand for. And at, at the end of the day, that's the reason why for me, you know, uh, it has not been defined by any political parties because neither of the political parties uh, defined or are even close to where I stand, you know, my political views, my my ethical views. So I like that. Yeah, I like that. Let me let, let let me pause you there real quick. So so you don't consider yourself a Democrat or no. a Republican? No, not at all. All right. I, I think that that is key because the identity politics kind of tells us that if I'm a Republican, I have to be in favor of the entire Republican platform. On the other side, if I say that I'm a Democrat, then I have to agree with everything the Democratic the Democratic Party says, otherwise I'm a fake. Otherwise, I'm not a true, you know, member of the yeah. party, if you will. So um, I think that I think that that is a good way to to look at it because otherwise it's it's basically all or nothing, right? I'm either a Democrat all in, or I'm not, and I'm shunned by the by the other members of my party that are. But that's, that's what I also want to challenge people, Tony, to do. You know, like I I really don't want you to. Uh, just narrow your head, you know, or, or or block yourself to like, oh, just because this party, you know, checks these boxes or they support these ideas, then I am from this party, you know, that there's critical thinking, you know, you as a human being are able to choose or, or like discern, you know, what is going to be the most beneficial. And by doing this, you know, by following the media, by doing your due diligence of uh, investigating about a certain topics, uh, there's always a statistics for everything, you know, so you would be able to see or create your own opinion of what you think that is going to be more beneficial for the society and see what maybe party or 
whatever candidate you know is more inclined to do so and then choose by that you are also more than welcome yeah. you know to be able to push if you if neither of the parties have the ideas that you think that they should be pushing that's what i love about social media right now you know and in, in this era you know we're able to even troll politicians you know what i mean uh, we're able to hold them accountable for what they're doing for what they're saying you know and and that also creates engagement you know because uh, whenever you see for instance you know the i'm gonna just say you know the the democratic party i they do take a lot of on the or have a stand on the issues that are more most important for me, but not necessarily the solutions that would be more beneficial for that specific group or for that specific solution. Gotcha. You know, so my stand is not okay. Well, this is the party that at least is talking about this. Now I want to push it in this direction, so it is actually the right direction. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, no, I I love that. I love that, and especially for. For people like me, um, there's, I don't know if you've seen, but there's all the, all these like political uh -huh. quizzes on the internet. And so I've like to kind of see what party you are. And so I've, I've, oh, done, really? I've done a ton of them. <laughs> every time, every time I'm exactly really? in the middle, <laughs> right in the middle, every time. And I have a lot of buddies who, who are the same way. And so it's like, we don't belong anywhere. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because I just, you know, I agree and I disagree with, with, but like, I don't, I don't have a party. Like I don't belong anywhere. I can't jump on one side or the other a hundred percent. So it, it just feels like I'm just, you know, an outcast that is just in the middle and doesn't belong anywhere. So I love what you mentioned that, you know, that's okay. And you can still hold people accountable. You, you, you can still be uh, involved in the process without completely jumping on the bandwagon and just like, you know, feeling like you have to accept, um, everything that the party offers, which I feel like is, is a big problem on Capitol Hill in the sense that if you're a Republican Senator, you have to vote Republican or they'll like kick you out. You know what I mean? Or if you're on the other side, if you break ranks, like if you disagree with your party, they will, they'll stop funding you. They'll stop supporting you and they'll kick you out of the party. So I feel like that makes it so hard to kind of play in the middle where we might be able to find real solutions because the parties don't want people but to do Tony, that. But Tony, that, that's actually, and, and I love that you touched that uh, a specific subject, you know, because that is the issue on bipartisan politics. It is always going to be an issue like that. And it's not here only on the US, you know, we have bipartisan politics everywhere. everywhere. And that is the issue, you know, like, but they, and this is something that is higher than just like politics, you know, it, that's because when you have, a or B, but neither A or B are actually going to solve your problem, what is it that you're going to choose? You're either not going to vote or you're going to vote with the person that it might be closer to where you, yeah, exactly, to where you're going to. But that's the reason why bipartisan politics toxic and democracy, quote unquote, you know, because they're not actually representing what the the majority True. of people is wanting they're just pushing two different agendas that are separating yeah. longer and longer and longer and longer and they're just breaching the gap even more you know and we are in the population and it's, and it's the yeah. only option that we have or it seems like it's the only option we have so we either don't vote or we're like nah, 
I guess I hate this person. Exactly, less. exactly. And that, this is exactly what, what happened in November 6th. You know, they, we have two of the world. And, and we just have to suck it up. We just have to suck it up and be like, oh, well, yeah. I guess this guy, it's better than this other guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree 100%. Another question that I, I wanted to ask you, uh, I was having a conversation with uh, a friend of mine who has um, kind of going more towards the family aspect. So he uh, does not agree with his partner on their political views. They're very different. Uh, so how have you kind of handled that? Uh, your wife and now you're, you're brand new to club dad. So how, how has that dynamic played out with within your household? Has that been kind of a point of contention? Um, you know, does your wife agree with you? Does she not? Because that, and I've had multiple conversations where that is a really strong source of conflict within a relationship when, when, when they don't see yeah, it. No, it, it, I mean, I, I am really, uh, I, I would say surprised and I would give a lot of props to all the partners, you know, that are still together uh, when their partners have a different point of view when it comes to political stuff, you know, it, it is really hard, Tony. I, I can, I can, I can only imagine, you know, uh, it, but when it comes to that, you know, I, my partner, she is, she understands the concept of what we're fighting for, uh, but it actually comes down to a little bit more than that, you know. Uh, for instance, uh, she doesn't quote unquote get too involved, you know, or maybe she doesn't share that much information as I do in, their, in her social medias uh, because some of the things that she sees might be not really encouraging, you know, like, and especially right now during the pandemic, you know, it's really hard for you to be able to find or a happy self, you know, uh, and imagine, for instance, if you now with this pandemic, you know, we have been able to spend even more time with, with our partners, a lot of things uh, uh, mm -hmm. or that we might agree or disagree on those are things that i mean can have a lot of effect on the personal relationships itself uh, mm -hmm. thankfully you know it's not the same in my personal like relationship she is not mm -hmm. as outspoken as i am but she definitely gets the idea does she support your activity she supports my activity, but uh, I have a really strong view when it comes to police. And maybe she has a little bit of a, okay. not necessarily, it, I just have to explain maybe a little bit better where my point of view comes. And sometimes we do, you know, we have conversations about this and there's a little bit of a disagreement or not maybe disagreements, but uh, she's able to see it in a different point of view. And I, I like that, you know, because she is a white woman born in the United States. So I am able to, to kind of like put uh, her opinion, you know, on that bucket of people. Yeah. yeah. Give her your perspective. Yeah. That, that maybe exactly. she never experienced and, and that before. helps me also yeah. to kind of like relate a little bit more of how other people that are coming from her same background, you know, how, the, how they view how it they or how it. they feel. 
And, and sometimes I feel like what she helps me the most on is, okay, baby, I, I see your point, you know, but your point might be a little too emotional attached or too quote unquote radical, you know, maybe if you approach it this way, or maybe people thought it this way because of their circumstances when they were kids or their economic status, what they're developed, et cetera, you know? And so I'm able to just kind of like position myself in different ways of life and just kind of get an idea of how yeah. someone might be able to react, you know, to a certain topic or where their stand is on a certain topic based on those past interactions, you know, or sure. how they were able to develop and in, in their youth, et cetera. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and so now something that, that happened for me and just kind of to, to, to wrap up here, but when I, when I had my son, uh, when my wife was pregnant, I really started to kind of think of it in a different way because now, you know, I, I would see the world in a certain way and I'd had my experiences and I was like, Oh, this crappy stuff is going on. But now that I have my son, he's four years old. So I look at him and I'm like, dude, like what, what is this kid getting, you know, like what world is he going to live in? And so it, it makes me even more interested in, you know, really understanding where the world is going and how thing, things are evolving because, because of him, because now I don't just worry about myself, but I also, you know, think about him and the things that he's going to experience the country and the world that he's going to live in, how it's going to be different to what I experienced. So you being a brand new dad, uh, is that something that you have thought about, uh, how, how is the prospect of, of being an, a new parent influenced uh, your points of view, if, uh, if at all? I feel like if anything, it just makes me even more willing to be involved, you know, because uh, I want him to have a, a good future. You know, I have I want him to have uh, the same opportunities, you know, that anyone else gets. And uh, for me, this news, you know, just have a fulfill me in a way that it just makes me excited about the future, you know. Uh, I see the youth right now, you know, and even though we might have the perception that people don't want to be involved in politics, I feel like this generation, you know, we have had people from in 2016 election and the 2020 election, kids 13 years old, 12 years old uh, on phone banks, you know, making calls, making sure that people is registered to vote. And and that's just so encouraging, Tony. I, I mean, that's, that's something that yeah. for me, it just gives me so much anxiety to see the future, you know, to see these people growing and seeing uh, what they would become, you know, uh, great movements have uh, yeah. grown out out of kids, you know, like the Sunrise Movement that is fighting and they do an amazing work at organizing and uh, fighting for climate change. It was started with high schoolers, you know, and and I mean, at this point, I feel like the more prepared or the more uh, knowledgeable I am as a parent, you know, I'm able to relay that information to my kids. And I feel like uh, for me, you know, I I'm a little sad that my parents didn't maybe talk about this topic so much because of that same taboo of like, don't talk about politics and family, et cetera. But it is really important to talk about history and concept, you know, and for me, just 
of course, you know, I'm excited to see my kid going to school, you know, and learning everything that he needs to know. But one of the things that I have maybe put myself a goal to is uh, to even give more details, you know, or to go into a little bit deeper uh, to what you are taught, you know, in school and the history that you're able to learn, you know, or how you're able to per perceive things uh, because it's all really one-sided, you know, when we're learning in school and, and, and we need different points yeah. of view, you know, that, that enables on, or encourage a critical thinking. And I think that's, that's key for success. And I mean, any, any, Absolutely. any knowledge you have, Absolutely key. it would be, better you know than anyone else not having you know like knowledge is is power yeah and power for sure no i agree 100 percent. and you said you said something key when you mentioned that you're you're excited and anxious for the future and i think that that is very important i think that we despite the issues i feel like it's very important to keep an optimistic yeah. perspective you know at least at least for me uh i have a lot of people that I know that are very pessimistic are very negative, literally feel like the world is going to end tomorrow. And it just kind of makes, it makes it for a darker life, yeah. I guess I'll say. So I think that being able to move forward with optimism, despite the challenges and despite the issues, I think is absolutely key, especially, you know, if we go into other, other topics, which we can talk about on another occasion, but things like mental health, depression, anxiety, you know, I think all of those things maybe are born out of an initial sense of pessimism that, that the world is broken and it's, we're just all going to burn and nothing's ever going to get better. So uh, I love that, that, that you mentioned that, that there is this excitement for the future that, you know, there's these movements and, you know, history is going to look back on us and, you know, good things came out of this and we're going to keep working and we're going to keep fighting and things, things are eventually going to get better and they're going to be okay. So uh, I absolutely love that Spencer. So just Real quick to wrap up, uh, for all of my listeners, young or old, that would like to be more involved in politics, be more educated, kind of form more um, more educated opinions, what would be your top three tips for somebody listening that would like to get involved in this uh, process? Great question. And I mean, I feel like the first one I would say, uh, and we already touched a little bit about it uh, earlier during the podcast is choose on a specific topic you know choose something that uh, you or maybe not necessarily even you you know because you might be in a really blessed position that you feel that nothing is actually affecting you uh, congratulations and grab that as an encouragement to do a little bit more so find a topic yeah to help someone so else. grab that and uh, for instance you might have a friend a colleague uh sibling anyone that you might know that is going through an issue that is related to politics uh, poverty uh, health insurance uh, anxiety mental health issues etc and just focus on one topic do a little bit of research on that topic and see who are the politicians or the representatives that are aligned with those ideals and just continue to build into it that would be my first recommendation with f focusing on one topic is going to allow you to have more concise and more specific information about one issue and 
you are going to avoid, you know, your mind going to a million places and not having any opinion on mm -hmm. many topics whatsoever, you know, or just having a quote unquote, an, an irrational thought on a specific idea. So that would be my first recommendation, you know, find a topic that is that you would like to learn from and fight for. Second of all, I would recommend to follow uh, people or those representatives, you know, that are pushing those ideas, because that would be a really good source for you to be able to know what is actually people that are going through those issues facing. And that is also going to help you mm -hmm. to have a stand, you know, and understand why is this an issue with so many people? And this is also going to allow you, you know, to have good resources uh, or reliable resources of this specific topics, you know. And at the end of the day, don't look for a specific parties. You know? uh, that would be my last uh, recommendation. At the end of the day, you know, uh, we are all humans. We all make mistakes. But at the end of the day is how we are hold accountable for our mistakes and for our promises as well, you know. Um, I am a man of my word and I would like for everyone to be a man of their word as well. So those are public servants and those are public officials. They are there to listen to you. Do never feel discouraged to request them or even demand them to do something for your constituents or for anywhere you live. Don't be afraid. Have those conversations. It's going to be uncomfortable but do it. You are in a privileged zone that you're only having conversations. You're not having to go through those issues personally yourself. Or if you have, you even have more of a stand on those issues specifically. And that's going to be even more impactful on people that you share your points of view with. Yeah. So powerful. So powerful. Thank you so much. You know, I've, I've learned a ton uh, throughout this entire conversation. I think it's such, such a critical one. It's one that we could be here yes. <laughs> all day long talking about different issues. I mean, it's, it really is a never ending conversation, but uh, you know, I, I enjoy it so much. One of the things that, that I try to do is I try to, you know, get, get different points of view, talk to people as much as I can. I try to have, you know, at, at all times, there's some conversation going on in my Instagram DMS about some topic. And I try to learn, I try to listen to both sides, form my own opinions, uh, get close to, you know, people, people like you who are very outspoken or very educated. And so I really appreciate you taking your time to, to come on here, share, share some of those, you know, amazing thoughts. And, uh, I think that, you know, there is, there is no disagreement there. So, uh, with that being said, guys, this has been episode number 39 of the ask Tony show. Thank you so much for being here, Spencer. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, my friend. A pleasure for you. Thank you. Take care, brother.